When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So I'm so excited for our brand new episode because we welcome Michelle Loretta back from Sage Consulting. I'm so excited to have her on the show again. And we talk all about how to navigate pricing during a difficult year. Michelle helps break down why discounting is never a good idea, how to ensure your business survives the next quote-unquote pandemic-like event, and how pricing is really part of your marketing strategy. A little bit about Michelle is that Sage Consulting was one of the first B2B resources specifically tailored to creatives who wanted to become better entrepreneurs. Michelle works one-on-one with event pros to adjust and redefine their business strategies. Sage Consulting also hosts an annual Sage Conference, which welcomes creative entrepreneurs from all around the world for a week-long mastermind on all the things business. I'm so excited she's here. It's so great to chat with her again, and I love having our guests back on the show. So a little bit of housekeeping before we begin is that Janae has a brand new account on Instagram. You can follow us at Janae and find out when we have our latest podcast, our throwback Thursdays, um, funny reels and great tips um, for you guys to save and learn from. And we would love to have you come and follow us there. Also, if you love today's podcast, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Just swipe on up after today's show, leave us a glowing review, and it really helps new listeners find us. We thank you so much for your kind support. All right, you guys, let's get ready. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have an incredible guest today. Michelle, can you say hi to everyone? Hello, everybody, and hello, Janae. Hi, welcome back. Thank you so much. I'm excited to talk to you again. Me too. I love having you back on the show. I was just saying how I watched you in E3 and I was like, oh, I want her to come back on the show. And then I got the email and I was like, oh, the universe is listening to me. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm so happy to have you here. Um, But before we begin and dive into this a really important topic. I'm really glad that you're going to talk about this with everyone. Um, for those who don't know you, let's introduce you to everyone. Can you share a little bit about you, your business, and how you got started? Yeah. So I'm Michelle Loretta. I am with B Sage Consulting. Some of your listeners may remember me from Sage Wedding Pros. I think the last time I was on here, yeah. I was under our former name and, and we changed names about a year ago. So Um, I do business planning, coaching, uh, and financial strategy consulting with wedding and event professionals. 
My background is in accounting. That's how I started a long time ago. In 2004, I got into the wedding industry with a stationary business. And then in 2009, I started writing business, the business blog, which was Sage Wedding Pros, that eventually led to now, 12 years later, where I do business consulting and coaching. Oh, that's awesome. I have yeah. to say, we've had a few guests on. Joan uh Chink, I'm going to say her name oh, yeah. wrong. Joan Chinkagrani. Yeah, yeah they, she's fantastic. Yeah, and she raved about you. So if you listen oh, to her podcast, her. she raved about you. And someone else was recently on um, and they raved about you too. And I was like, oh yeah, she's been a guest. So I'm glad yeah. that you're back. <laughs> oh yeah, so fun. Yeah, full circle. Yeah. So, so let's dive in. I know this topic is, you know, it's been a difficult year and navigating yeah. pricing um, has been hard, you know, and yeah, I just, yeah. you know, 2020 was not normal. <laughs> yeah, not at all. By any standards in the wedding industry. And, you know, how did or does it affect our pricing? Yeah, I, you know, I think um, people are, you're so right. This is a difficult year and pricing is complicated this year because I know people are feeling financially constrained being that we didn't really have any events last year. And so a, t- a tendency or a correction or temptation to correct can be to lower pricing, right? Just to get business in the door to help, you know, mend any spots from the previous year. But that, in my opinion, is a huge mistake. Um, you know, w- what's happened in the last year is that all of, for the most part, all of 2020's events got moved to 2021. So what we're looking at is a wedding season that has been spread out over two years. Mm-hmm. And so um, the reality is that that's created a scarcity. Um, very few people have 2021 availability. Um, many business owners have reached capacity for this year. And we're already starting to hear from people for 2022. And every, anytime we have that, that scarcity to kind of get back into like the rules of economics, um, that should determine a higher price, right? So we have fewer dates available. We have less inventory. That means that those dates become more valuable. Um, and so I am encouraging everybody to, to look at those factors and to look at their calendar and to consider increasing their pricing because of this scarcity, I'm also seeing a lot of people already hearing from people that want to book for a year out from now. Um, And sometimes even longer. Sometimes people are getting inquiries for like two years out. Listen, Mm -hmm. if someone's calling you to book more than a year out, that is more than a year that you're going to be working with that person and having conversations with that person um, and servicing that person. And all of that needs to be reflected in your price. Um, there are so many factors that, um, people in the industry should be considering in increasing their prices, the scarcity, the, um, the fact that you're going to be working with people longer, um, the fact that you may be selling, um, weddings at 2022 or 2023 rates, and you need to be thinking about what those rates might be then with additional experience that you have, right? Um, so if anything, we should not be, you know, sacrificing our pricing in spite of economic hardship. We should really be looking at bumping up our prices, not to mention like our jobs have gotten harder, right? It's so much harder to have an event, even after the virus is, you know, maintained, we've learned that there are risks to people gathering and getting sick, 
you know, without even, you know, knowing what that next thing may be. And we've had to change our businesses and accommodate those new ideas and those new fears that people have. Yeah, no, I, I, I love hearing you say this because I feel like as a wedding photographer, a working wedding photographer, my calendar is booked and yes. I am being inundated inundated with inquiries for sessions this year and yeah. families and weddings. And it's like, I'm full, you know, like, yes, I, yes. I, yeah, I can't take it. Yeah. And I hate turning business away, but it's just a sheer, you know, byproduct of 2020. And yeah. the, I like that you say the scarcity of my calendar and people who are listening, their calendar is true. You know, yes. it's just, yes. there's nothing you can do about it. So yeah when you move forward and start booking for the next year or two years from now, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, you don't want to have 2019 prices. Like, no. it's yeah, no way. I mean, you, you have to reevaluate and accommodate mm -hmm. your services. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're almost in a situation where we have nothing to lose, right? So right. let's say that your 2021 is full with the exception of maybe one or two dates that you could sacrifice if you really wanted to. What's what's the price of that sacrifice? Because chances are you're really busy. You're going to be burned out if you overbook yourself. But, you know, everything has a price, right? right. And yeah. so like, what's, <laughs> what's that magic number? And honestly, like you can make up any number at this point, because you almost have nothing to lose, especially for 2021 events. And you're looking at like, well, I have, you know, three back to back, you know, weddings that I'm shooting. And I really want to save this weekend for my sanity. But if someone were to pay me $30,000, great, I'll do it, right? Like, mm -hmm you know, whatever that crazy price is, say, listen, you know, I, I only have one date left and, you know, it's, it's a really important date and I, I've had to price accordingly. And, you know, the rate for that date is $30,000. Most people will say, no, thank you. Right. Like it depends on where you are in the market. Right. So totally. Yeah. Um, let's say you've decided to double or triple your price for that scarce date. Um, well, that you have nothing to lose. Like to me, it's like, I, I rather have that time off. Um, but again, like I'll be willing to sacrifice if someone's willing to pay three times my rate. Mm -hmm. And so let's say somebody said yes, then it's worth it, right? Then it's yeah. worth all the, all the stress and the heartache and the, you know, and the burnout or whatever, because you're getting paid at like a super high rate. And then what does it do for like next year? If you were able to like book one of those, you know, I call it like the scarcity pricing rate, like, you, then, then all of a sudden you have to, you know, sit back and wow, somebody was actually willing to pay that for that, that one date that I had. How does that change my perception of pricing going forward? Yeah. I think it makes you more confident. You're like, whoa, I've got a brand new minimum, 30 K. Yes, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I love it. Yeah. So what do you, what do, or did you see happening inside of the wedding industry besides sheer panic with pricing? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's really trying to figure out how to make it through 2020. And, and thankfully we are there now. Um, you know, I'm not saying that everyone is out of the woods yet because in most places within the United States, we're just barely getting back to events, but it's uh, constricted our cash flow. Um, like I said earlier, we've got, you know, one year's worth of events that we're servicing over two years, which is also one year's worth of income that we've had to spend 
stretch out super thin over two years. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that, that's the biggest constraint, um, in terms of what people have experienced in the last year, it's that cash flow constraint. Um, you know, again, which plays into the pricing, um, many, many people in the industry have, you know, 2020, the survival strategy was to keep those deposits, live off of those deposits. And now we're facing 2021, where those deposits have been spent. um, And we're working with final payments, right? So normally, we'd be we'd be working with in one year in 2021, the deposit and the final payment all within one year. Um, And so we're still in that place where cash flow is really tight, because we only have the second payment, right? Yeah. Um, when I was rebooking, I, I have been thinking about doing three payments for a long time. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so when I had to do all my reschedules for my yes. events, I was like, you know what? We're going to do three payments. It's yes, like good. the push I needed. Yes. So I do 50% retainer upfront and good. 25, six months out, and then 25, yeah. 30 days before. And that to me has been a game changer good. because I just get that influx of cash um, 60, you know, six months out, I'm like, okay, I can breathe. So for me, I was able to restructure my flow that way. And that's been, that's been really helpful. I think that's great. I'm encouraging all, you know, wedding industry folks to do that. Um, I know some segments, it's a little bit harder if you provide like entertainment where you're truly a day of service Mm -hmm. that can sometimes be a little hard. It kind of depends on your, the pricing structure, um, and what type of entertainment service you do. Um, I think bands can pull that apart because they're bigger payments. DJs are smaller payments. So it's a little bit harder to stretch that out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, photographers, I think you can too. Um, I'm glad to hear that you're doing that. Um, yeah, I the couples that, like it. They're like, yeah, oh, I think it helps them plan out their budget too. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they don't have all this money due at the end of their you know, wedding um, can be stressful too, to have to make all those payments within a month from the wedding is a lot as well. So <laughs> Um, and and so the, the, the important thing to keep in mind with that is that cash is what matters, right? And so many people are starting here from those 2022, um, inquiries. And so even if the wedding isn't happening this year, that's still cash. That's still a deposit, um, that you will have that you can, you know, that helps your business. Um, it's why I'm a big fan of, you know, cash flow planning, because at the end of the day, this year year, we're not necessarily looking at how many events we're able to serve service. It's much more about how much cash is going to come in the door this year. And next year, the same thing will happen. We'll, we'll be receiving, you know, 2023 deposits in 2022. Mm -hmm. The, The, you know, the booking cycles are usually cyclical like that anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, should the past year, you know, affect our pricing structure moving forward, you know, as we start planning for the one, two, and even five years ahead, like, what should it look like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, You know, like I said, in the beginning, I think that there's so many factors that are going to impact our pricing. Honestly, I think for the next five years, Mm -hmm. Um, one of them is that scarcity quotient. And um, we're going to feel it a lot for 2021 and 2022, because people are wanting to have their event happen. But I think there's going to be an impact that happens just in terms of um, culturally, people Mm -hmm. really wanting to celebrate over the next five years and prioritizing weddings and celebrations and family reunions and things like that. And so with something like photography, I think it's going to expand this, you know, beyond just weddings where people are getting 
calls for all sorts of parties in a lot of different directions and going big on those parties where they may not have in the past. I know sometimes for, you know, wedding professionals and and photographers, sometimes it's hard to do those social events because they don't have the same kind of budget. I think that's going to be different. I think we are going to be seeing like 50th birthday parties that have budgets that are as big as weddings and things like that. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. People are so eager to, to celebrate. Um, Oh yeah. They missed everybody. (laughs) Yeah, They missed everybody. And I think they also realize how valuable it is to have, those family life milestones. Whereas, you know, before it may have been like, well, we'll just have a little thing. I think it's going to be like, no, you know, we, we went through this really hard time or we didn't get to see our family or we didn't, we missed so-and-so's graduation. How sad is that? Well, I'm never going to take a graduation for granted ever again. So we're going to see big graduation parties, you know? Yeah. Um, so and that might be a good opportunity for a photographer. Like I know for myself, like I did events in the, when I started and I like yeah. am not, that's not for me, yes. but it could be a good opportunity for like an associate or like yes. have a, a smaller sister yes. uh, brand. So that could be a, a good option. It's a, it's a great way to train your staff too, as a photographer, yeah. because, you know, wedding can be complex and it's a really long day. Whereas, you know, graduation party, way less intense pressure, um, totally. you know, not as much of like a multi-day event as well. And so it can be a really great training ground for staff. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these other events and yeah, it, it they may not have the wedding budgets, but I do think they're going to have bigger, bigger budgets than in the past. Yeah. Um, so that should impact price because again, we're kind of getting back to like that scarcity quotient where, you know, dates, people are going to be fighting for dates, I, I think is kind of what we're going to be seeing. <laughs> Definitely within the next two years. And I do think it's going to have an impact over the next five years. Yeah. Um, they have then, like a funny meme or like a funny gif. It's gonna be like, yeah. I want that date. No, it's mine. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And especially those dates that people get really, um, you know, the 7-Eleven or the 9-Eleven, the, mm-hmm. you know, those, those dates that have some 7-7, 17, you know, those kinds of dates um, always impact people's like choices, um, those magic numbers that people really are attached to. Yeah. I I also think, oh, oh, I just wanted to say, I also think that because going back to like the the longer booking windows that you cannot be selling 2022 and 2023 at 2021 rates, like you cannot be doing that. Our Mm -hmm. business, the experience that you gain in just a year or two can impact your business so much more. And typically I tend to see people um, change their market where they move up in market every, you know, three to five years. And so you don't want to, you know, be working, let's say you're newer in business you don't want to be working with, you know, middle market, if in three years, you have the, the potential to be in that higher market, right? I think a question is, I just thought of, so what if you were like kind of starting out or maybe two, three years in as a photographer and yeah. you're, let's say you, your, your price now is 3,500. Yeah. And then you're getting inquiries for 2023. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you send them like a $6,000? Would you yeah. say your starting rate is $6,000 for 2023? But yes. if it's not on your website, like how would you navigate educating that client? Yeah. I think people need to rethink what's on their website. Right. right yeah. Um, and I, and I, 
I think you can perfectly communicate, you know, my 2023 rates are $6,000. Here's the thing. If that person's contacting you two years in advance, it's because they really want to work with you. Mm -hmm. And then going back to what we talked about earlier, it's like, you're working, you have a two year relationship with that person. It's almost like you should be charging twice. Cause even if they say that they're not going to be contacting you, they are, they're going to, they're going to have questions like, and they're going to change their mind 20 times. Like, <laughs> Oh, I thought I wanted to do my, I thought I wanted to do my engagement shoot here. What do you think about this? Right. You're, you're going to have to constantly be servicing them. And at this point you have nothing to lose, right? Like you have plenty of time to book that 2023 date in my right. opinion. Yeah. And if at 2023, you get to a point where you can reassess that pricing, you're like, oh, maybe 6,000 is a little too high. Let me bring this back down or whatever. Like you, again, you still have so much time to book that date. Mm-hmm. Um, I also tend to see that like, there's a lot of growth that happens for business owners between year two and year five. Mm-hmm. And so if you are in that two to three year window where you're still pricing around 3,500, at year five, you, your business is going to be in a very different place. Year three to five is like a huge growth, growth spurt that happens in business ownership. And it's very likely that your pricing will go up that much. Yeah. Um, you know, you know yourself more, you know your target market, you become more refined, you take better photos, um, you are working with better venues, you have stronger relationships, like all of those things impact your place in the market. And ultimately, like pricing is dictated by your place in the market. We, we're looking at this today from a financial perspective, but pricing is a marketing decision and where you fall in your market dictates your pricing, right? So we're talking about things like scarcity. That's a market constraint, right? And so where you fall in the market dictates your pricing. And hopefully that pricing is appropriate to be able to satisfy your financial needs as a business owner. Yeah, I love that. So, I mean, you know, last year was a big wake up call for everybody, Um, especially as uh, small business owners in the wedding industry, particularly, you know, I I guess I want to ask you, like, how can we, since we know now we know what we know, how can we prepare ourselves for the next, you know, quote unquote, pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) There's always a a pandemic type thing, right? Like it's it's a recession or it's, um, you know, in in the, it was a terrorist attack 20 years ago. You know, there's, there is always going to be something um, for those of us who had businesses during the recession um, now 12 years ago, um, we can still tell horror stories of that. Right. And those cycles tend to happen. I don't know. And since in my professional career, it's been every 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the best way that people can prepare for that is to get a cash flow plan together. Um, I know a lot of business owners in, you know, and photographers are, are really good actually about setting goals. You know, I want to do 10 events at $10,000 or whatever. Right. And so you do kind of know, or you even get more detailed with that. I want to sell, you know, 10 at this price and five at this price and five at this price. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the limit with that is that, um, that only really tells you what events you're servicing that year. That doesn't really tell you what your, how cash is moving in and out of your business. And so with a cash flow plan, um, you're lining up all of those payments for the upcoming 12 months, 24 months, two years, whatever it is, however far out you want to have that plan go for. I like to make it for two years and you're lining up. I know I'm going to get these payments based on my contract dates. 
um, for the upcoming month, for the upcoming two, three months, and so on and so forth. And then you're lining up your expense budget with that. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to do that, you will be able to see how, what your cash situation is at any given point in time in the future. So I know what my cash is going to look like in January, right? And so for Northern states in the United States, that can be really helpful because um, you know, typically when I'm doing this with a client, January and February in the Northern states are really slow and we're really creating a plan so that that person can continue to pay their bills through those slow months or through an, the next pandemic or the next yeah. recession, right? It's about having those reserves in place. Yeah, um, that's helpful. And if, yeah, if you're able to do that. And here's what I think people get confused in. They're really thinking about cash flow management and having a current idea. Like cash flow management is different than cash flow planning. Cash flow management is really where you're you're looking at the present. You're looking at what your dollar situation is now. But cash flow planning is really putting like, you know, a good year or two years of numbers onto, onto a spreadsheet and, and looking to see how money is going to move in and out of your business. It's yeah. so eye-opening. It's really, really eye-opening. Oh, totally. I, I've said it before on this podcast that I have two years, last year, or maybe like the I guess beginning of 2020, before everything happened, I like moved over to QuickBooks finally. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And my yeah, account yeah. was like, oh, but- you've seen the light. Like here, I can <laughs> see everything. And, it, you know, I was afraid to see my own numbers. And yeah. I'm doing 10 years. I've had everything in like a spreadsheet. But it's been so nice to go in and be like, oh, I have this much cash. Or, okay, yes. I'll take care of this. And it's not as scary um, once you take ownership of it. So I, I'm like a clear advocate for that. I'm like, yes, yeah. do it. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. Yeah, you use QuickBooks to record what's happened in the past and you use a cash flow plan to plan for the future. And if you can get those two things in place, I know people are scared because it's almost like, oh, out of sight, out of mind, right? But the reality <laughs> is like we're walking around blind and what I see, when people walk around blind is they're not making decisions to move their business forward. Mm-hmm. And so you, it, this is what bus- happens with like businesses that go, grow really stagnant. You're scared to go to that next place because you can't see it. You literally cannot see what that next place is in your business. And a lot of it has to do with the money situation. And mm-hmm. so your businesses are are being held back because they can't see like, well, if I hire that staff person, I don't know if I can afford to pay them. Well, of course you don't know because you haven't actually looked at what the dollars would do in your business. And if you're able to do that, then people start taking risks when they start to see like, oh, I can do this. Maybe I can't hire a full-time person, but I can do part-time. The numbers told me I can do a part-time person. That's amazing for people to be able to have that much control in their business. It's really, really powerful. I love that. Yeah. It's, it already feels inspiring and I haven't even done that. So it's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about discounting or making, you know, one-time exceptions. You know, what are your thoughts, right or wrong? I mean, I have my own opinion, but I would love your opinion. Gosh, you know, right now it's hard to talk about discounting. I don't know why anybody would be discounting right now, given everything that we've talked about in terms of like scarcity and the boom of events that we're about to get into. I know there's, you know, the desperation that can happen in terms of like, well, I need to pay my bills and this person's willing to pay me, you know, $2,000. I should just take it. But, you know, the long-term impact of that discounted, you know, amount just usually doesn't add up. Um, 
you know, exceptions are exceptions. I think that, you know, you have to look at, you know, every case um, independently. I think if you are growing your business, it's a little bit easier to say, I'm trying to grow my portfolio. And of course, I'm going to take on an exception because I would love images that are at that venue. That, that's the reality of being a business owner. Like, I, right. I don't think, you know, me in this industry, 17 years and you 10 years, like, would we, we couldn't say that we haven't done this in the past. I've totally done this, you know, and I'm sure you have as well, oh, yeah, right? For sure. Yeah. And especially in those early years. So I'm not going to sit here on my high horse and say like, no, never, you never should. Um, but the reality is like right now, given the demand that we are either experiencing or about to experience in the next two years, I, I can't be a really strong advocate for dis- discounting as, as a smart choice as a business owner. Yeah. Um, Cause you, what ends up happening is like you sacrifice that date to somebody who is probably willing to pay you more. Right. So if you sell a date for $2,000, um, a couple months later, somebody could be willing to pay you your full rate of $5,000 and you shoot yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. No, I a hundred percent agree. That's why, like even with inquiries coming in for 2022, if they're not my ideal client or couple yes. or venue, yes. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait it out because totally. I have nothing to lose. Yes. Like, yeah. I, I, everything that you are saying is like exactly how my internal brain is thinking. It's yes. like, eh, I'm just going to wait it out because yeah. if I'm going to work and if I'm going to have a full calendar, yes. I want them to be all amazing. So I, I have stopped. I don't discount and I don't do any of that stuff for yeah. a really long time, but yep. When I started out, I definitely did stuff, you know, at a lower rate to get into yeah. the venue. I did free things, but I think that has to stop like at year two or three. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yes, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You can't keep doing it. It also brings no. kids the uh, photography or, or your, you know, um, realm a bad name. If you're always undercutting people, it's like, nah, it's not helping. <laughs> And the, the thing is, when you do that, it's impossible to correct it over the long term because you become known for being like the, the price loss leader. And so people, the referrals you get will only be coming to you because you can give people a really good deal. Right. And so what happens is when you, when you attempt to correct and listen, if you're, if you're out there listening and you find yourself in this place where you're trying to correct, you, you do have to go 100%. And just realize, like we, we were saying, pricing is a marketing um, is a marketing decision. It's a marketing strategy. So if you have been placed in the market, maybe on the lower end because you have been discounting and you want to move up because you realize that the lower prices are not going to help you pay your bills, like it's not financially viable for you or your business or your family, and you need to start pricing um, higher. You you have to make that leap and just realize that it's going to take a year or two for the new market to find you, right? Because you're not going to get the leads from the same, you know, wedding planners or the um, clients' friends, previous clients' friends, or venues that were lower priced anymore because now you've moved up into a bigger market, and that's okay. You have to you have to go through that one to two year waiting period so that the new market knows, like, oh, this photographer is now priced at X. Okay, great, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have to let it like balance itself out. You have to exactly. wait for the, the auto correcting to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, 
uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, pun, <laughs> pun intended. Totally forever, intended. forever, yeah, <laughs> forever intended. <laughs> but I love you know giving our listeners, our audience, um, actionable items um, and things they can walk away with that are you know tangible tools. You know, from every single episode. So I would love for you, if you could, you know, share yeah. some action items that they could do right now to get them through, you know, difficult times and maybe help them prepare for, for you know, the, the year of plenty, which is going to be coming up. <laughs> All the, the, you know, the roaring tw- 20s, everyone keeps saying is the next, it's going to come. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, it's coming, it's coming. Um, so there's two things I'd like your listeners to do. One is to really examine that pricing look at where you are at now, look at where you want to be out next year and the following year and um, examine whether that's really servicing you. Um, You know, my 17 years in this industry tell me all the time, like everything is pricing, right? So if you want to earn more, it really comes down for to you being able to, you know, increase your prices from year to year. And it may not be big leaps and bounds, but even 10, 20% can make a really huge impact impact on your profitability in your business and you paying yourself, um, you know, better earnings at the end of the day. So that's the first thing I want you to do. And then the second thing I want you to do is to create a cash flow plan. And if you go to our website, there's a free one you can download at bchconsulting.com and create that cash flow plan for the next year, the next two years, and get some clarity um, and be able to make decisions in your business and feel empowered by them. Oh, I love that. I'm going to go download that right after we talk. (laughs) 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 I love this. Michelle, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for coming back on the show. I love Oh, thanks for having me, Janae. This is so fun. Yeah, I could talk to you all day about this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Let's tell everybody um, where they can find out more about you, your services, and say hello online. So you can find me online at bsage, B-E-S-A-G-E, consulting.com. And you can find me on Instagram and all the social media um, locations at bsage always, B-E-S-A-G-E, always. Awesome. Cool. And all this information's in the show notes. So you guys can just swipe on up right now and say hello to Michelle and grab that free cash flow Um sheet and then how can people work with you what do you what do you offer in terms of consulting and stuff yeah so there's a couple ways in terms of financial strategy well let me let me back up there's there's two overall um you know one-on-one services that i offer one is business plan coaching so if people are really looking to redefine their business strategy maybe you are at that place that um we were talking about that shift from two to five years is a really big uh, jump. And that's typically a really great place to write a business plan because you know your business better and you're looking to create a stronger strategy for your business. And so I do business plan coaching and you can find that on the website as well. And then the second way that people can work with me is on financial strategy consulting. And that's typically a business owner that's been in business for at least five years and is looking to scale their business in a different way or earn more or take on additional staff usually facing um, a bigger challenge or a bigger change that they want to make in their business. And they just want to know if they can do that financially and how it will look like from um, earnings and profit perspective. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And we've had tons of guests on who highly, highly recommend you. So you guys can go listen to those podcasts too. Um, they're all um, BCH graduates. <laughs> yes. Yes. So exciting. Oh, Michelle, it's been so wonderful. Thank you so much for being here and hope to have you again back soon. Thanks so much for having me, Janae. This was really fun. give a huge shout out and a big thank you to Michelle for being our guest today. I love talking and I loved having you back on the show. It means so much to me. If you guys want to find out more about Michelle and her company, BCH Consulting, just swipe on up and click on the links in the show notes and hopefully you guys can get to work together. All right. I can't wait to share our next cup of tea. Bye you guys.